I can't go to cool.com, 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 cool.com. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I mean, a podcast of loathing. 2018 Kingdom of Loathing Year in Review with me, your host, Zach. And me, Riff. And me, Kevin. And I'm Chris, or C.D. Moyer, I thought, on this podcast. I didn't know we were going to do a yeah, urine what? review. I'm not prepared for that. I didn't bring any. Do people have, like, different urine types, like A, B? Mine's type P. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to collect B urine. That sounds... I, know, I just have a lot of it, because I... just go uh, to the honey... I've been drinking water because of the New Year's resolution or something. I don't know. It's a bad idea. You made a New Year's resolution to drink more water? Um, I have been trying to uh, exercise and drink more water as the most cliched possible resolutions, I guess. I guess water is not a usual thing, but... That's great, though. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. I'm going to the bathroom a lot, and uh, I have exercised several times, so it's, it's working. Cool. Do you like? Do you pee while you're doing push-ups? Like that—that'd be a way to combine this. If you did push-ups while you were peeing, <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds. I mean, it doesn't sound as bad as pooping while you're pee- while you're doing push-ups, but. <laughs> no, you poop while you're doing pull-ups, Riff. Come on. Oh, okay. We're off to a great start here. Yeah, that sounds easy. Yeah. So most of mostly. Yeah, our, um, <laughs> Uh, I feel like I would have more trouble doing the pull-ups than if you, but you could like, if you could bring your knees up to your chest, you'd be in great pooping posture. It'd be like a midair squatty. That concludes the 2018 year in review, (laughs) uh, folks. Uh, so, uh, 2018 marks a year where almost everything we did was just items of the month. Uh, (laughs) looking at this announcement list, um, Let's see. Does does somebody else want to pull up the Chris? Are you using a computer? Do you want to pull up like trivial updates? Yep. Okay. Uh, January one, we released. Uh, let's see. What did we release? 2018's Familiar of the Year, which was the garbage fire. And that was funny, and it was it marked our first foray into politics. The because uh, the previous year had been the hopeful candle. Yeah, it was kind of a joke. <laughs> the hopeful candle was a joke. The joke is that anyone could be hopeful <laughs> in the face of where things were going. Um, the garbage fire was just another like quality of life uh, to to Mr. A familiar thing. Um, those are fine, you know. I'll I'll keep making them as long as people keep buying them, and they do. They they end up producing a like about as much revenue as an item of the month or an item of the month and a half, um, typically, and. I think that's kind of nice for something that's geared entirely at like sort of casual players more, you know. Do you does it bother you that that then means that there's like 13 items of the year? It does now. Okay. That you've pointed it that's out. That's why we have okay. that's why we used to have year canceled. two a content and a or a right. spleen. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a big mistake. Yeah. Uh the content one, you know, nobody's nobody misses them now that they're gone. <laughs> Like charters or um, uh, fantasy or, or realms have replaced that sort of. Yeah, that's true. I haven't done another realm though. I mean, I guess we'll get yeah. to we'll get to fantasy realm. I did intend to do one more the, last year, but um, 
but did not. We should try to do maybe two. Two. Two realms. Year. So this year we'll have realms in it. Multiple realms. People will be very excited about that. Yeah. And then, Chris, you made January's Garbage Tote. So we released two trash-themed <laughs> item of the month, <laughs> items of the store, stores of the year. Uh, Want to tell us about the Garbage Tote? I don't actually remember what it did. Um, That is a really good question. I remember that you pull garbage-oriented things out of it, and uh, uh, X times per day. Um. I'm just vamping while I was it just like a standalone item or was it equipment? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> See, listeners, aren't you glad you have us to look things up on the wiki for yeah. you instead of <laughs> looking things up on the wiki? It's a uh, usable, and uh, you allow to rummage through it for holiday detritus. Detri- holiday detritus. De- detritus. Is that a word? I don't think I've ever said that word out loud. Really. I've heard detritus and detritus. I think it's detritus. So it's just an item that you use, and then it takes you into like a choice where you can take out a dead crimbo tree or a broken champagne bottle or a massive tinsel or use tape or assemble a shirt out of makeshift garbage. So this was basically like a new foldable. Yeah, do all these melt? Was that the was that the deal? Oh no, I think they all have charges, right? Like the tree leaves fall off the tree. It has a thousand needles on it, and they fall off. The broken champagne bottle has eleven ounces of champagne, and when used in combat, um, you drink an ounce of champagne or pour it out or something, and it like doubles item drops for that. And like the tinsel tights, I don't know if they go away, but they all sort of. They were. It was a. It was a foldable, but more things that kind of melted. And then you could get a new one once your existing one had melted. I think you get. Sheesh. Uh. Well, when all of an item's charges are expended, you'll automatically discard it. I guess you could get X per day. Wow. I really. Oh, you could get one item out at a time. Yeah, so that's what it is. So you could what, and then it would go away over time, and then you'd pull out a new one. So it really was like a foldable. It was one one thing at a time, just themed differently. Uh, and then for uh, February, uh, February's item of the month wasn't quite ready yet on the first, and then on the oh, wait, 7th, wait, we got February's a we got a whole bunch of trivials. Oh, do we? In January? Yeah, we did. All oh, right. Did we nerf a bunch of shit yeah, on January 1st? January 1st, National uh, International Nerf Day. The amount of meat that can be earned from fights that don't take an adventure has been capped. Uh, slightly later in the afternoon on International Nerf Day, spleen items that give adventures no longer are a thing in Ronin or Hardcore. Uh, January 2nd, uh, those spare warehouse keys, maybe take a look at them in your inventory. Wink, wink. Oh, oh, that was <laughs> so. That was something about the mime crimbo. Yeah. PVP <laughs> fights now reset to ten when you ascend on January third, <laughs> and then on January fourteenth. On January third. <laughs> that was on January third, and then January fourteenth. The thing about PVP fights resetting when you ascend instead of breaking your stone. Forget you ever saw that trivial. So that was <laughs> that was a really meaningful change that lasted eleven days. 
January 20th, we were, January, we did a lot of stuff. January 20th, high mains now have a level requirement of 12. Yay. Uh, January. Yay. That was the player base saying, yay. High level requirement. They were really excited. (laughs) (laughs) January 20th, the things I can use inventory filter now understands the new rules regarding level 13 items and hardcore slash Ronin. I don't remember what those new rules are. But then we only did non-trivial things until March, so you can you can go back to your list. Okay. So then there was the um, your fortune teller thing. Yes. Was that a VIP lounge item? It was a clan item. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how did that thing work? Uh, so you got to consult it, and you could consult it sort of about NPCs, or you could consult it about other people in the game, and you asked, had to, like, give it some information. Um, I think it, what, what does it ask? It asks... Uh, oh, like, what's your favorite, favorite food? food? And food. if you said hamburgers and somebody else said french fries, you'd get a special buff that or something? That kind of thing, yeah. Uh, okay. Like, there was, there was a bunch of... There were a bunch of answers that you could apply to it, and then it would query another player and say hey what are your responses to these questions and then if you had compatible answers you would get um different buffs depending on uh whether you were compatible or incompatible and which of the three uses you were using per day um i spent a bunch of time making lists of of things that pairs of things were pairs of things yeah and then you got some boxes that were supposed to oh, contain right. familiars. Yeah, there were supposed to be four uh, little fun familiars to, to to include in the PokéFam uh, yeah. challenge path. Because a week after that came out, we released the Pocket Familiars uh, Pokémon Path, uh, which is a thing that we had been trying to figure out a way to do for several years. Um, every time, every time we would br- try and brainstorm a path, it was like maybe this is the time we finally do Pokémons. Um, and I think it finally got to the point where we figured out a way to do it. Uh, I I sort of pitched a, a system for Pokemons for for familiars fighting each other, getting like sort of abilities that were kind of random, but also kind of based on tags. Yeah, this is where we went through and tagged. Had, we we each came up with our own no. random set of tags, right? We did yeah, we, that yeah. was for that was the previous year on Halloween though we did that for the we did that for some oh. kind of oh. the mummers trunk so we just we just used those right, it was we, just work that we had done before we used those tags yeah because partly partly part of the reason that like and we do this fairly often like we will justify doing some big amount of work like tagging everything like I don't know but later when we talk about the disguises delimit still a very good name for a name for a path which i think that was i imagine that was kevin's idea but uh, so yeah the the different pokemons would get different skills based on sort of like seeded randomness and what abilities they had and we were thinking well we'll we'll hold back the ability to add some new familiars for gaps uh, that emerge mechanically from people not having like familiars that did stuff that they needed to do in order to win the game uh, but then there just turned out to not be any gaps because we did a perfect job of balancing it. <laughs> Either that or no one really cared <laughs> about it. Um, 
Yeah, but so it was those those boxes just sort of sat there. Yeah, they just languished. They'll be uh, openable by the end of February, though. We said by the end of February. We just didn't say what February. <laughs> yeah, I thought it had been more than a year, so we're we're good. Your uh, your insistence on never putting the year on things has, has finally paid off. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I'm actually reading uh, the announcements from 2008. <laughs> I think there are years that we never did a year in review. It would be kind of funny to go back and <laughs> review do an old year. Remember, yeah, <laughs> anything. A review an old year that was missing. Yeah. How do we feel? Do I mean, we're we're on a we're on a roll so far. We're like we've done one of these every couple of weeks since we got this uh, oh, that's got true. this new studio installed. So, yeah, let's do some some more weird shit. Um, <laughs> how do we, just, how do you guys you know, feel about the uh, pocket familiars path? Like, did we mine that? You know, I don't know, fertile area of development, or you know, did we nail it? <laughs> I feel like the combat was, I, you know, cool, the idea, that... but it seemed like it got a little repetitive, or there was like killer strategies where it didn't end up mattering. You know, you put the right guy who used his spines to do two damage to all enemies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I was joking when I said it was balanced. <laughs> <laughs> it something that it did do that I that I like is that it demonstrate like it taught us how to do a path where combat was replaced by something entirely different from combat. Hmm. Right. So now we have a model for doing a different mini game for combat. I mean, I guess we kind of already had like tales of the word realms. Did that fully replace fight though? Or did that just augment? I think it replaced all your skills. I don't remember if the enemy was, the enemy wasn't playing words against you. Yeah, I feel like it's like more like a shape shift, and you can only use certain skills. Yeah, you have to type the words with them. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see, March. March was late because I didn't want to draw all the stuff that Riff wanted me to draw, and then it came out uh, later, and that was the Pokefam guide to capturing all of them. Which is what eighty new familiars. Yeah, eighty new familiars. Thanks, Riff. Sure. <laughs> but most of them are not real familiar right. right they they only functioned in that path because otherwise uh, i would about, have had to, to have done about... a ton of work because <laughs> this was a a garden right yeah it was like a tall yeah. grass garden yeah, you plant it you get some tall grass you can dig through it sometimes you find a familiar or grass seeds no. No, you find something else. You find familiars a lot of for our, uh, stuff. Stuff that people don't seem yeah, excited about like outside of the path. Oh, the berries. Yeah, because you also got, like, berries and stuff, right, that you could... Couldn't you power up your Pokefams somehow? They were like buffs for your yeah. Poke familiars. I remember an interface a for that. Be. I don't remember. This is great, guys. <laughs> we should get someone who knows what happened this year to review this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, something that I've noticed is over time, uh, items of the month have gotten way more rectangular. <laughs> if you look at this, uh, if you look at this grid. 
on the on the wiki. Uh, so then the following month, um, which is March. Uh, wait, were there any April trivials? Wait, there were March March twenty seventh. Oh, sorry, March. Breaking news: Thwaite Gold is now Thwaite Gold in the two most recent statues. Uh, one of those is capitalized. Also, something about a monorail. Oh yeah, was that an April Fool's thing that you did? Uh, or the that's when we that's rolled when out we the rolled monorail. out the monorail with a trivial announcement. Uh, and then I got sick, and the April item of the month was late. Um, it was extra late, the ninth. Jesus Christ! Uh, won't be the latest one this year, uh, but it will be the latest one so far this year. Uh, Fantasy Realm, which is a new style of charter. Uh, which will be accessed via the monorail. Uh, I liked Fantasy Realm. It had a lot of zones in it and fun monsters and secrets and quests like a Fantasy Realm has. What what uh, what do you like about making places with lots of zones? Uh, I don't generally like, I mean, like a zone is a lot of work, but doing a bunch of zones that only had like one monster in them, that's not mm. that much work. And it makes it feel like it has more realms in it, I think. Okay. Um, coming up with a fairly straightforward structure for the way that those things work made that it was not nearly as much work as some of these things have felt like in the past, but I think it still felt pretty big and sprawling, which is nice. Was it... Uh the sort of source material for that idea was based on that's kind of Westworld, Westworld, I guess. Yeah, fantasy Westworld. Uh, didn't want to do a Western one, right? Fantasy world. Yeah did the did they do anything that was purely like that had like magic in it in Westworld or was it all just historical? I don't know. We haven't seen yet places maybe the fantasy version of westworld is still just operating fine and everyone loves it and they go and they have a good time and they do some quests and then they give it a five-star yelp review the end <laughs> uh yeah so fantasy realm was cool uh i i enjoyed that and I, I drew a lot of pictures and it was kind of fun that everything was sort of falling apart and the cracks were showing in everything i think that was fun to conceive yeah, of there were some fun and characters to write in there like the the does that that was the one with the the fairy like the the high school girl being a fairy she was funny yeah and the was there like uh, a stoner dude or something I don't remember I don't remember you anything I don't remember yesterday guys that's that's a bad sign riff um you recently went to Disneyland Zach and uh do they keep up the park or does it feel in places like things are sort of breaking down here. They they absolutely keep it up like to the nines all the time. There's never a crack in anything. Let's but you I mean you were on a ride that was broken. Oh stuff. well I mean it So like technical failures don't count in that? That is the first time I've ever had a ride break down while I was on it, I think. Okay. But yeah, no, I mean it wasn't like you know, the lights came on and I realized, wait, all of these, this is not a real ancient temple. <laughs> I just, I remember going through the, I think it was the, either the Hall of Presidents or the like, uh, small world thing. And it just seemed old. Yeah, and but it's maintained, right? It's, it's, uh, you hated that there's a drop ceiling. Yeah. 
God. Yeah, it's it, that is a real bummer, actually. Like, I think they could probably just paint it so you couldn't tell it was a drop ceiling and it would be way better. Yeah. Um, it just seems so weird and out of place given the production values of the rest of the yeah. park. Well, everything. A drop ceiling. I do hate a drop ceiling. Everything they build now is those 4D rides, which one of you hates, right? Or makes one of you sick with the three D uh, glasses, and you get whipped around, and there's screens. Yeah, and- I don't, I, I don't, I don't enjoy them. I like, I, I don't get much out of them, really. And plus, I just prefer practical effects on a ride. I think, although I mean, I don't know. Like, I like the combination. Ride is fine. Do you? Like Universal has quite a few of those now, like Transformers, and I just, I like when you know, there's the three D screen that makes you feel like you're falling, and they blow wind at you, and there's some water, and I don't know. I I get sucked in like I'm really there, even though I'm pretty sure I've never been there. But <laughs> you should try skydiving. I feel like that would also be pretty pretty cool. You should try skydiving out of a robot uh, out of a plane that then turns into a robot and, yeah, and then skydives next to you. Yeah, while wearing an Oculus Rift. We saw a a, a video of uh, what was it called? Uh, a so there's there, there's rides on tracks, and then there are rides that are starting to be made where each uh, sort of cart with people in it is a, is like an autonomous vehicle, and so they don't have to be on track. So you can have uh, they can do cool things like so you could have they can form a ring, kind of yeah. Like they like they're programmed and they 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 move around the space independently, so they can. Like you could sort of like swirl around a central pillar, or you can like all be facing the outside of the room, and then one car can leave and like dick into a little private area and come back out and stuff like that. Um, I think I I think the Hong Kong Mystic Manor, it's kind of like the like the haunted house thing, um, does that, and it's it's interesting. Um, You know, it's still basically you're in a vehicle, and it sort of points you at this interesting vantage that it wants you to see. have you guys like done, not having to be t- tied to a track is cool. You guys done the the Avatar flying Pandora thing at Animal Kingdom? No, because right, that's a that's one of the forty rides. Except you go with your group of six people and you get in and you're basically on a moving platform, like sitting on top of the what are they called Banshee, um, whatever the creatures are, and it like breathes. You can feel it breathing under you. It's really just like a motorcycle ride and you're all on the same platform but it is super immersive and you can like look over and see other people on other platforms because you're all in front of like a giant IMAX screen being moved around like a like the star like the Star Wars escape movie uh, Star Wars ride or whatever but I don't know it's very cool somehow I think the best thing about 4D rides is that there's four of them Uh, any uh, any April trivials? Nope. May was the god lobster egg. That was yours, Chris. Yeah. Is that familiar? Uh, that's what a volleyball. But you can also fight it three times a day, and depending on after you fight it, it'll either give you a piece of its gear or some experience or a short, powerful effect or thirty-three turns. And uh, I think it gave a lot of stats. I think it's one of the ways people get stats now, but the wiki says that it's a reference to DJ Soul Singer's 1998 song, God is a Lobster. So I didn't know that. 
Is that the origin of the I'm pretty sure. Because this was some from the wiki, memory, wasn't or, it? Yeah, it was just lifted directly off the forums, and I was like, what if it's a familiar you can fight? And if you, and I think because it's got factoids, if you fight it with its crown on, you can get clarified butter, which you can use to summon a god lobster to fight if you don't have the equipment, or if you don't have the familiar. Yeah, and there's a bunch of different versions of that big art also. Like, I remember drawing... One with the scepter and one yeah. with the crown. And, yeah, because and like, depending on orb. what you equip it with, when you then fight him, it's a, yeah, so he has a scepter, a ring, rod, robe, and crown. So it's a different, slightly different fight and different rewards. That's cool. Uh, and then we did uh, G-Lover because uh, we wanted to do a simple... Uh, mechanical change path again and we were like what if we just did something that was like bees hate you except the opposite and then I think we just guessed we wrote it in such a way that we could change what the letter was if we wanted to like if we needed yeah it started as D lover uh, challenge path ideas <laughs> it was it started out as what it was it was originally coded as D lover because you love the D uh, mature joke that I'm sure everyone would have loved if we launched that um the entire run is replaced with just doing the smut orc chasm four <laughs> times in a row. All smut orcs all the time. Um, so yeah, there wasn't much to s- to that one, right? It was just kind of like a, I, I mean, I liked the idea of it. yeah. Did it was it such a was it a situation where you could only use and consume things that had G's in them? Yeah, and I think only effects that had G's in them applied to you. Right. So it was even further limited. Um, I think people were a little bummed that it, like, whereas it was mechanically similar to Bees Hate You, Bees Hate You also had a bunch of, like, extra bosses for you to fight, like right. those wandering monsters and stuff. But this wasn't about anything hating you. Yeah, this is, this is about being a lover. You just loving G's. Uh, also, we just didn't spend as much time on it. Yeah, items, effects, skills, and familiars without a G in their name cannot be used. Uh, then we, uh, were there any trivials in May? Nope. Uh, so then in June, we did not announce the item of the month. Oh, there's so, a trivial. Oh, really? <laughs> there's a trivial in June. June's item of the month, the song Boom Boom Box is now available. Oh, wow. It was a trivial instead of a... It must have been. Yeah, that's got to be an accident. Yeah. Whose was that? Is that when we shifted? Yeah, I think that was me. I think that's when we shifted. So you did two in a row. Yeah. Because we, we, were, we were starting to get like every Valentine's Day was Kevin's item and yeah. every Christmas was my item or something. Yeah. Uh, and we were getting burned out burned out on having the same seasonal restrictions all the time so we were trying to figure out how we could shift it around and chris was like why don't i just do two in a row and then later we came back and said what if you do three in a row <laughs> that, buddy. um we'll get to, we'll we'll get get to, to that. that so yeah the boom box wow was that a i noticed on the wiki that there's a a grocer's apostrophe in the uh blue text which i have just now fixed 
Let us you sing along oh, yeah. to during fights. <laughs> what is it? Nice. Usable. Yeah, how does it work? Uh well, I mean it gives you it gives you the boom box, which also is just usable. You get to hold it above your head outside of uh someone's house that you're you've got a crush on them. Yeah. Eye of the Geiger. That's a good pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, because these all had to have G. They all had to be G things. Like the item had to have Gs in it. Everything that. Oh, the effects. So they, I think it's like a global no, effect. Because it had the skill Sing Along, which had Gs in it. So you could always use Sing right, Along. But all the effects and stuff had to have Gs in them. Like everything, everything that it did and that was functional had to be friendly to G Lover. So that's why it's Eye of the Geiger. Oh yeah, so so you you basically you pick a song because the rest of them aren't really the rest of them don't have G's in them. Yeah, because they because they don't. Th- huh. So it's like you you use it and you pick one of these songs, which then uh, plays during combat. You can sing along to it, which is a does different things like drain HP or MP if Eye of the Geiger is playing or Food Vibrations is a. Uh, is playing your next, uh, you do 80% more bonus spell damage. And then there's also items that drop only if you have a song playing like Nightmare Fuel and Special Seasoning. So, but it's just like, it like sets a world effect. So the only thing that you actually used that G-Lover applied to was the combat skill Sing Along, which has two Gs in it. Well, and the drops, Nightmare Fuel, Special Seasoning, Shielding Potion, Punching Potion, and Gathered Meat Clip. I feel like that last one was a yeah. stretch. I was going to say, why is that called a Gathered Meat Clip? Yeah. But now I know. that's You're, you're right. That's when it's Total uh, Eclipse of Your Meat is playing. I think there's there's actually like a word bucket for each of these songs where snatches of the, uh, you know, snatches of the song play during combat. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Did you have to write a bunch of song parodies? I kind of remember (laughs) writing some of that. Rising up tentacles and feet. Creepy time strikes my fancy. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Wow. These are awful. (laughs) Total eclipse of your meat. Turn around. Every now and then I find a little bit of meat. <laughs> these, that was pretty good. <laughs> these don't really, um, these don't scan very well. <laughs> so that was the song "Boom Boom Box." Yeah, and then uh, were there any uh, trivials in June? Trivials in June. Let's see. Other than the item of the month, let's see. Uh, June 13th, it's Tuesday somewhere. A handful of monsters drop new spleen items, and a handful full more will soon. I wonder if that was true. I think it was not. <laughs> Do we spindle a bunch Are, and then not? Yeah, I remember you having me draw a bunch of pills. Oh, yeah. I think maybe I did add some eventually. Probably didn't announce it, though. And that was the only trivial. So then in July, uh, you yeah. you were working on Bastille Battalion, and it just sort of wasn't ready. 
And so we ended up doing a very rapid deployment of a different item of the month One to give you another of, couple of weeks. We'd been sort of joking about for... Yeah. Ever. The kitten burglar was a thing that, Chris, you had pitched eight years ago. Yeah, I feel like or it. Or something. <laughs> um, I mean, it's always just been the idea that it's a familiar then, you can send back into whatever zones you've been in where he cased the joint and he'll get you stuff. Just figuring out how we did that, I think, was part of what took a while. Yeah. Do you remember how we did do it? I don't actually remember how it works. Uh, I think it's just that I am setting a perma string, I believe, whenever he cases the joint. And uh, it just sticks those into a list and then it's just a choice adventure. I think part of it is just choice adventures are now much more flexible or we're used to doing weird stuff. So then it just pulls in that list of um, list of zones and shows or no, maybe it's the last zone. Either way, it shows monsters and you can steal stuff from them. Once you've built up a heist. Yeah. And like it builds up, he tells you eventually like, Hey, I'm, Somehow it lets you know that you can go on a heist. And your la- oh yeah, your last three encounters of monsters show up in the list, and then you can uh, steal an item from one of those dudes. And is it just a guaranteed drop? Yep. So it, it's it doesn't put conditionals in there. Probably it doesn't put in like pickpocket only or whatever. But so it, it's um listening to. The Speed Ascension show or the reading the forums, it seems like something that does get used situationally. It's like it's almost like a yellow ray that you don't have to plan ahead for. You're just like, oh, I needed that, whatever. That's cool. Uh, so then, were there any trivials in July? July, no. So then August, we released uh, the Bastille Battalion control rig, which was a joke that would have made sense in July because that's when Bastille Day is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, do you want to talk about Sure. Uh, this? So the idea behind this one, uh, sort of the initial idea, was that this would be a sort of take on, like, Fortnite or... Um, or PUBG. PUBG, like, uh, sort of... Arena. Fortnite, except you're the fort. Well, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, that was also kind of the joke. Uh, <clears throat> and so, in theory, what's going on is there are uh, a, a variety of other castles. So, you, you play as a castle, which I thought was kind of a funny idea. Uh, and there are a series of other castles out there, and you fight them. <laughs> In the sort of in open warfare, and I think there are thirty-two total castles at the start of. This is never explained to the player, which is the best part. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Uh, so there are like thirty-two castles, uh, and they're like all sort of fighting on a battlefield. And you have what? What is it? Like six or eight rounds of interacting with other castles. And if you win all of them, then you sort of become the victor of that. You 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 know you get your chicken dinner or whatever. Um, and the way that like the actual gameplay worked is you sort of were strengthening, you were like making choices that would either strengthen or weaken your various stats. Um, 
And in addition to sort of trying to defeat the other castles, there's this sort of sub goal of trying to collect as much cheese as you can um, because it's French. <laughs> the French love cheese. Um, I don't exactly know. It was a battle royale with cheese. Yeah. Which was the was another joke. Also never explained. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really it's, it's it's working on a lot of levels. It is it is working on a lot of levels. I don't know how successful it is. Uh people part of the idea the design idea was that you wouldn't have to actually play through it if you didn't really want to. You could sort of make a couple choices at the very beginning and then even just lose your first fight and then you'd get the buffs that you wanted or whatever. Um, cause I didn't want people to feel like they had to score really well or whatever. Right. You know, cause there's a leaderboard and you get a prize if you get on the leaderboard. So because the, the rewards are based on just your settings at the beginning, right? Like the, the essential relevant in game rewards. Exactly. Nothing, nothing that you, that happens during the game actually matters for the like Ascension rewards. And then the, the, the prizes that you can win by, by playing well, um, are a separate thing. And I, can you play an arbitrary number of times a day? I forget, I forget how, what we decided. We went back and forth on that a fair bit. Yeah. Although it looks like we even changed it further. Cause on August 5th, we had a system message that says Bastille Battalion will now give you rewards on your first play and maybe remember your settings from game to game. Because I think it was only giving rewards when you locked in and you were allowed to play as many times. You can only lock in X times or something. I, know. I think you can only lock in once, maybe. I think maybe you can only play five times a day. I think you. I think that is limited so that you didn't... But maybe I'm wrong. Because I don't think I don't think we oh, do have just infinite. So this makes sense. So you can you can you can pick your settings, play through super lazily to get your rewards and do your ascension, and then if you care, you can yeah. play X more times to try and lock in a high score for the leaderboard or the the rewards, the leaderboard rewards. And there's a little bit of like a, a push your luck thing because if you get a score that's okay but not like amazing, do you save that one for today or or what? Yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was trying to do be a bunch of different things all at once, and I don't know how successful it was. And I, I sort of I think I bit off because I was trying to code it all by myself, and I think I bit off a little more than I could chew, uh, and so that's why it took so much longer than I anticipated. Uh, and then uh, disguises delimit the fall challenge path came out, and it was it involved going through and clicking on the head or head analog of every monster in the game, so that we could put a mask on the monster, which changed its abilities. And then you could also take trade masks with the monsters. Uh, yeah, I feel like we abilities. each right. We each did a couple hundred monsters, so I wonder how it'd be interesting to see like where exactly. where each of us thinks like this a books faces you know like those weird things yeah. if there was any if if we all sort of leaned the same way or if uh, i know i varied because sometimes i think eh, this looks more like it has a head at like the spine of the, the top of the spine versus the middle i wonder i wonder how consistent we were if we all it just depended on the art i think it's fine oh yeah I don't. what else are we gonna do with this ever <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing we have this like we have we keep creating these things where we have to, for every monster now, we have to add its where its head is. I mean, it's one click, you I, know? I, I know, but it's just, it's one of those things that you have to remember to do because you don't necessarily remember that you have to click on it. 
Yeah, one of these days, I'm just going to declare uh, that hat racks don't understand any new hats anymore. Uh, do you do you still write haiku for things? I, I Not do for new. Yeah. Sure. No, I mean, but like for like can the haiku. Well, katana. but we never had to make new haiku for new content, right? Like we, there was just a kind of a generic amount of stuff. It, I'm probably less careful about not doing real output, like not checking the haiku. Oh yeah, I'm right? a, but anything that changes game state just has a category haiku. I'm a hundred percent lazy. I I never even think about because there's a lot of places where it's just like if haiku echo random thing, you know. I'll echo the real content. We very rarely do that in anything modern. So probably haiku mode is pretty not haiku-y. I don't, I don't know if that's really true, though. Because there's it, a lot of it is just if... Because there will be the sentence that explains what happened and then whatever game state effect it has right and the game state effects are automatically translated to haiku does like fm does the fm function damage or whatever replace it with a haiku about the like the fm function for when familiars act yeah 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 does that replace it with a haiku about a familiar it does so that i feel like there's times when we use that for non-familiars and pass in a different image like if an item is acting yeah that's probably true but i think i made a version of it that doesn't count as a familiar message. Okay. Um, I think it might just be I am for item message, but who knows? Maybe that also just sends an instant message to someone on my ICQ. <laughs> so what's going on in disguises delimit uh, monsters are wearing masks, which give them abilities and you can swap their mask for yours. Was that it? Was there That's anything content? Can you do that as many times as you want? Like every fight, you could do it if you wanted to. I don't remember how we limited that. I know that on the 15th, you could properly start swapping your mask with monsters wearing the protest mask if you want to do that for some reason. And on the 17th, the shadow would no longer wear a protest mask. Is that the one that stops you from using items? I think so. Or skills. Apparently we forgot to put the Thwait Gold in skills. until August 21st. Was it some kind of mask bug? Uh, I don't know. What was the reward? Was the, is the reward of for finishing Disguises Delimit that you can put a mask on your avatar? On your plo- profile? Yeah, uh, it just unlocked them in sequence. Okay, like the the list of masks that existed. Did we did we set a position for the masks on avatars, or do we just assume that all avatars they're the same spot? We assume that they're all in the same spot. Yeah, on a, and they mostly were on the new yeah. class avatars. They're not new anymore. They're probably like ten years old. <laughs> I think of them as new. Um, yeah, so then September, uh, the never-ending party came out, which was just another like sort of quasi-charter style thing. Well, so this is also a thing. So theoretically, after my item of the month was supposed to be Riff, but he had decided what he wanted to do 
was a voter registration card and oh, we decided right. that, that we were like oh well you i guess registration does happen in september but like thematically it would just make sense to do this in november it's dumb to do this right so, so we everything we, got kind of messed up we shuffled all of our, our assignments again so we've already we've done it twice now in this one year um never ending party i remember cranking out pretty quick um it's just a single zone charter with a bunch of different quests in it and a bunch of different things to do. Um, it's Is it on the monorail or is it not on the monorail? It's not on the monorail. We okay. thought about putting it on the monorail, but then I just put it, I don't know, wherever that Crack Rocks thing gets buried. Um, it's where we put everything. <laughs> it's true. There's something weird about the way that the left and right sides of the track got, the right and wrong sides of the track got, converted to place.php and it looks like there's empty space where there's not oh. because instead of having a background image there are individual background tiles and some of those just get sorted in front of the content that would otherwise be there oh shoot um yeah yeah because instead of most most modern zones are like one background image and things just turn on this is like square one if you have the crack walks Crack Rocks quest, show that. Otherwise, show a tuft of grass, but a specific tuft of grass. <laughs> each each Quack Walks quest. The Quack Walks quest. We should, it, it would maybe just be beneficial to go back and change how that works. Yeah. And also just expand both of those things by one more row or yeah. one more column and one more row. Move shit around. That's, we've had people. On both sides of this sort of on both sides of the tracks. Well, there's that too. Uh, But the fact that some people find it very comforting that that our main map has not really sort of just ballooned out of control in terms of additional content and and new places to go. So like they can come back after a couple years and things seem familiar. Um, Whereas there are people who are like, yeah, it, it feels very stagnant because you you never see any change. All of the stuff is is buried and hidden all the new stuff that we're that we release yeah the scale uh, of the main map is so. different right nothing ever ends up being drawn at that size or or thought of as right because it's it's one of the few places where the objects on the map are are like zones or areas whereas you know like in town it's a building or a door or a person or even yeah, like when you're in a f- weird yeah. No, it was a weird decision that one of the starter zones was the haunted pantry, right? Like right. it was just uh, this is where's it at? Is it in a house? Nope. <laughs> you know, it was kind of that existed when all of the zones were just icons on the main page, as opposed to there even being a map. Um, so that makes it weird. And like the alley is just kind of a picture of an alley with buildings that aren't really there. <laughs> Out of the three things the, in the, the three initial starting zones, two of them were basically impossible to draw in the context of a map without edges or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Neverending Party, just like a zone with some quests in it. I I liked it. I think I don't know how people felt about it, but uh, and then it had like a hard mode that you could unlock by wearing a cool shirt. What was your like? What were you going for in terms of the thematics of it? Uh, just like 80s high school movie party. Okay. Like uh, just the out-of-control house party at somebody's parents' house. 
but I guess one that never ends. Uh, and that was, yeah, that was where the thing that we don't want to explain got used for the first time. And that's fun. (laughs) I don't remember which one that one is. (laughs) Um, for them deciding what they want, like what kind of drinks they want or whatever, um, Hmm. for the quests. Uh, then were there any, uh, were there any September trivials? Uh, only that you could now walk away from the intro of the never-ending party if you, like, accidentally show up wearing the wrong shirt or something. Cool. Um, so then October, you did the Latte Lovers Club card, which gives you an offhand beverage. Yep. Which basically you can fill it up. You get to pick three ingredients from a crazy menu where <coughs> everyone brainstormed different types of ingredients and... <clears throat> the name that it would have, depending on what position it was in the drink. Um, and then you can empty it by using it in combat. You can gulp it for, I think, a restore. You can throw it at the opponent for a banish or maybe olfact it by enticing them with your latte, I think is basically. I feel like when I, somewhere in here, I, there's got to be, I feel like I just watched Curb Your Enthusiasm where where uh, he goes into the Starbucks analog and says, just give me one of those vanilla whatever bullshits that everybody likes. That was that was what was on my mind. <laughs> and this was kind of, this worked a lot like the pantogram. Yeah, just everything was available. Except there was nothing like, you had to trade for it. Yeah. Well, right, except you had to go discover new ingredients, ingredients in yeah. zones. The ingredients, don't they all start unlocked? I think they all start unlocked. You just get the crazy the crazy menu from the get-go. Wow. There is a lot of things in this menu. Is that really true? I thought I, I, I thought, thought we did I thought we did a thing where you had to like go track down ingredients in zones. Or did that just get cut? Oh, you're right, you're right. No, you're right. You start with sheesh. You start with autumnal, cinnamon, and vanilla and must unlock the rest of the over the course of an ascension. Yeah. Wow. And you have to do it. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not a permanent unlock. It's, it's a thing that you unlock each run per run. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I wrote and coded this. I totally remember how it works. <laughs> I, uh, I like that we tried different methodologies for these things, like permanent unlocking stuff. So it's a thing that you have to get and then power up. And then sometimes we have this thing where you have to like power up each time you play with it, but it's good for an entire ascension. Um, you know, like not, not just deciding that one method is best and always going with that. You think this was on purpose as the Cola Wars battlefield is a hundred percent non-combat one undisguised wanderers have to be used to get this ingredient. I bet you that wasn't on purpose. No. Awesome. (laughs) That does not sound like on purpose. That sounds great though. (laughs) That must be like the dyspepsy flavored. Is that dyspepsy? I do. I, I like um, these ingredient names. I feel like we did a good job here. I've been thinking about if we do a West of Loathing style game that takes place after the Cola Wars, because I feel like we will. Uh, I don't. I want to talk about the Cola Wars because I think that's funny, but I really don't want 
to have the cola wars having been between dyspepsy and cloaca cola. <laughs> like I, just wouldn't, Too late. I would not put that. Well, those, that that's I just not. That's just what people call them. They had real brand names. <laughs> I I think if I were if I were writing something in a new game to reference the Cola Wars, we would just I would want to just refer to them as like the red and the blue, mm. and it would be implied that they were Coke and Pepsi without because just the idea of having like this is a parody name of a brand that sounds kind of like the brand, but <laughs> the letters are changed. Like I just feel like we don't really do that anymore. I guess sometimes I like I still do it in like Halloween candy. Um, Chloe Cola is pretty. Funny. Yeah, but that's. I, I feel like a one-off is. item is different than a whole zone based around that. Right, like a, a Halloween candy is just, different. It, it than just the feels. Zone. Yeah, and and also like it like Chloe Cola feels dumber than the <laughs> dumbest thing in West Clothing <laughs> to me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, we. I don't know. Anyway, just if if. Uh, what did we decide that the Cola War is World War One? So we could just yeah. translate Pepsi into German. <laughs> what they call it in Germany. Yeah, and then I mean, and the 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 the, uh, the Coke could just be K O C H, like you were fighting on behalf like, of American plutocrats. Yeah, the generals on either side of the war could be like Sergeant Major Pib. And Brigadier Pepper. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. Actually. Um, but just, I, I, I honestly think just referring to the two sides as the red and the blue are is better. Yeah, because it, it implies without just being that just that kind of joke that, that I don't would, really. Like that anymore. would fit better if it was the Civil War, because of the blue and the gray. Right. Yeah. But, All the wars sort of bleed into each other. Yeah, I think we we kind of established. I think that the the Cola War had like trench warfare and stuff. So yeah, and grenades. It's a better fit for World War One. And helmets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we I think I want to figure out a way to talk about it without specifically mentioning cola brands is my main yeah thing here. Um, Anyway, November, uh, we can put it to a vote, like we did in November with the voter registration thing. Yeah. Form. Form. That was after the Mime uh, Army Challenge Coin now has a high-level requirement, so you aren't tempted to use it immediately on a new Ascension? What does that do? In October, we changed that. You have, it, has a, it has like a chance of something really good, and it was a situation where people were using that right away, and... If it wasn't what they wanted, then they would drop to casual and oh, try again. Gotcha. So, like that that kind of stuff, we just have got to kill because that's that's gross. Okay, sorry. Then November happened. Oh, you can you either lose or gain thirty adventures. Yeah. You have to you have to have thirty adventures. Oh. To flip it. Yeah, I can see why that would be problematic. Yep. Yeah, then the voter registration form where you got a voting booth in your campsite. Yeah, and you got and to... there were there were different platforms for different candidates. Mm -hmm. Originally it was going to be that cuz I think the way it is now is you're voting for 
what what monster you're going to be able to fight tomorrow and then just you get to pick on your own without any hassle what the what buff you're going to get yeah we we kind of right we we flipped your design on you yeah so you you design on me because originally it was going to (laughs) be you were you were voting on what the buff was going to be tomorrow which is way more important yeah I, i i figured people would be campaigning for it in the chat and stuff but, but I feel like then also if you lost and you were you were planning to ascend tomorrow, that would have that would have been disappointing. Oh, it's in the right side of the tracks. That's what most recently caused me to break crack rocks is when I put the voting booth in the right side of the tracks. And each day there's there's two two um two candidates with with platforms and you vote for one of them and then you can enact local ballot initiative initiatives, which are the like Immediately, you get the effects of those quasi buffs. Right, and there's like two good ones and a bad one. I think there's three, three, three good ones and a bad one, and you get to pick two. Oh, and then the the monsters. I think there were like five different categories of monster yeah there's five yeah, they all had and the there i had to write different descriptions for each one that took into account why they were appearing because each of the there were like five different parties or whatever so if the yeah, there's, there were five were causing slimes to appear then that had a different description than if the I, I don't know, the hippies were making slimes appear or whoever and then also there's a monster description so yeah, you wrote you wrote like five times five times three buckets for that, I think. Yeah, something like that. And then each monster has drops has like a different style of sort of things that it drops, but you basically have to have multiple days of of it, each of the five different kinds to get the full sets of gear yeah. And, yeah. and whatnot. Which was, those were cool. Most of them I had liked... some extra little thing that they also did, so that it would, so that if you already had the outfit from that monster, it wouldn't just be a wasted day. Did the um, did the joke that I feel like created that whole scheme where snakes are otter pops for vampires? Did that make it in here? Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what inspired the whole thing because it was like, yeah, vampires would be like, vivant other pops for everyone. And then it turns out that those are snakes. They're snakes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that really reads like, <laughs> if, if, if snakes were mostly blood, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess like rabbits are chocolate rabbits for vampires <laughs> because mm. it's oh, like oh, oh. a rabbit shaped <laughs> you don't suck like fluids out of a chocolate funny yeah it, it actually morphed slightly chocolate rabbits for like a werewolf uh, riff riff realized the problem with this and actually the vampire suggests that everyone can have gogurt which is flavored drink in a tube ah, and then know. then you get snakes I would argue I that neither was on me changing that. Maybe neither decided you don't yogurt freeze. nor a popsicle is a drink. <laughs> the inside I mean, of snakes are just yogurt. Otter pop if it's melted, but 
It's you, really gross. Do, if somebody asked you if you wanted something to drink, oh yeah, I'm really thirsty, and then they gave you fucking yogurt, you wouldn't be like, oh, thanks for the beverage. <laughs> Uh, a lassi is basically a yogurt drink. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, a lassi is like yogurt plus water. <laughs> it's just yogurt stirred into bleach. Okay. The yogurt cancels out the bleach. I did. Sure. I think there's a lot of good writing in here, and it, yeah. it did. I do feel like people were talking about who they wanted to see the next day. That that forum thread went on for a while, figuring out. What what vote led to what and how the drops worked? Because I think I think we did a good job. I think Zach, you did most of that, like ha- figuring out how each of the types of monsters would have a uniquely limited drop. Wait, did I? I thought Rift did that. Maybe we brainstormed it on a call. We hmm. we worked together on it. I remember I remember having to do a bunch of balance st- to all the different items there. Hmm. Oh, the mutant. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess like I remember discovering that work done and as opposed <laughs> to doing it, but huh. well, either way, I think, I feel like this was successful and fun. I don't know how, I don't know how much use it gets, but I guess it's just, it's just a free buff no matter what, right? Like, yeah, it's like a slotless yeah. buff every day. If you don't, even if you, if you don't care about the, because the wanderers are opt in because you can put on the, Oh, the, I voted sticker. sticker. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so then, were there any trivials in November? Uh, no, there were not. So then December rolled around and the advent calendar came out on uh, the beginning of Crimbo and then the Boxing Day Care package. I'm just realizing we're, we're only talking about KOL here. We're not talking about anything that we did for West of Loathing. Which was almost nothing. Other, than, I mean, we released on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went to a bunch of conferences early in the year okay well let's um let's let's finish the kol year and then we can talk about that for a minute okay do you remember i mean i'm just reading these announcements i don't do you have like notes on what we did don't all year problem (laughs) i mean i could look through the through the calendar you could just read all of your email for 2018 look at all your photos all of each each of our emails yeah that that sounds Uh, just every email we received in 2018 and what we thought of it um, yeah, so then the, the December item of the month was the Boxing Daycare. Um, you can tell it's one of mine because it's got some sort of dumb holiday pun. Um, jewel-eyed wizard hat, everybody. It's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so the, there was, this went through a couple different iterations as well. It was, it was in danger of being pretty late, uh, because... The very first idea was just a – it focused very heavily on fighting a bunch of toddlers. And as the centerpiece to the item of the month, I think I got real nervous about how people would think about that. Like it turns out that like we, I think we hit just the right spot because people were super into the idea of like how many, how many toddlers can you fight because it was sort of like a, a joke, but it was not the centerpiece. Whereas – in my original design document, it was like you like got skills and had to fight them more explicitly, kind of like a combat. You punch the little toddler in the head, and his mom begins to cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like way too explicit stuff. So I I backpedaled on that a bunch and came up with this instead. And so it became uh, so the, the sort of like sort of mechanical inspiration for this was kind of like a clicker game. I wanted to see. Um, 
if people would enjoy just getting ridiculously huge numbers for things. So there's a lot of like exponential feeling growth to a lot of the um, the numbers in here where you you the sort of ascension relevant stuff is you can go to the spa and get some buffs or you can take a, a nap and when you wake up from the nap there's a package for you so you get some items and buffs uh, but then the like the actual sort of mini game of it is you can like recruit instructors or go sort of scavenging for more gym equipment or actually go and try to like find more kids to come be at your like dojo daycare place um, and they all sort of additively build on each other um and some of them require spending adventures and some of them require spending meat so it's sort of like a little bit of a a, a sink for those kinds of things the there's stuff that takes items as well <clears throat> you have to find a, a certain number of a randomly selected item to recruit the instructors um, so this became a, also I had been hearing people talking about how they they missed being there being like some good meat and item sinks in the game and so that was one of the other goals of this just trying to hit all the all the the popular uh, things you know taking away your meat and items <laughs> people people love that <laughs> and then we did Crimbo uh, which was you know it advanced the Crimbo storyline. What was what was the the main thrust? Uh, forgetting to tell people that the orphans oh, were dolphins. God, that that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's funny when other people fuck up. Um, <laughs> it's not as funny to me because it was my fault, and then I also just didn't fix it. Um, you know, uh, just just <laughs> deciding maybe three years ago or four years ago that I was not going to just destroy myself every December by doing the amount of work that I had done for the previous 12 Decembers meant that Crimbo just got, has gotten pretty half-ass, but you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was about to defend it, but I can't really. Uh, any trivials in December? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, December 28th. Fixed an issue with the perfectly balanced antler where instead of doing what it was supposed to do, it did nothing at all. Um, and then all of the very popular changes on December 31st. Uh, some old potions have been converted to spleen items. Look forward to more of this in the coming weeks. A couple important quest monsters can no longer be copied. Nerf, nerf, nerf. The talisman that was writing desks and bandit. I, we nerfed the nuns trick and the desks trick. Yeah. We call this the desk skip. We call this the nun skip. What was the, the potions thing, potions of spleen items. That was just to make spleen more useful, right? I mean, it was also a little blow against like cheap meat farming. Okay. Um, the talisman Onam can no longer be obtained from the pirates. Sorry, it's time. That was pop- the popular one. And uh, the abridged dictionary yeah. has been removed from Bartleby's bargain books. We'll figure out somewhere harmless to stuff it later. Yeah, and everyone assumed that that meant that I that it was going to go back in in a way that they could still use it to solve the bridge. But that was never the plan. 
that was what I meant by harmless. Like, something so far out of the way that no one will ever do it. Yeah, and I think... But then I just decided to... Right, we just kept... I feel like in dev, we just said, well, let's just... Let's put it back somewhere, because as much as you uh, you don't feel like that uh, that quest has aged well, it left, like, a hanging quest if you couldn't get the dictionary at all. So it just felt like the game was yeah, broken. The, the valley. Yeah, the, the valley quest, yeah. I just... I don't like that. I mean, and I don't... I don't know. Maybe... Maybe you guys think that it's still funny to that a yeah. I don't think it is trying to sell you dick pills. <laughs> I don't think it is aged that poorly, really. I like the uh, what's it, in it there. References a, a it references like a a portion of the internet that hasn't gone away, right? Like it's hasn't it's, it though? I think you're just you don't pay like elite to it. like elite speak lamzor noob. Yeah, is that. Like, I think that's still I, around, man. With a with a, a dragon balls hat, it's a see. It's about Dragon Ball Z, except it's a hat with balls dragging from it. <laughs> but there are still yeah. there are still trolls on the internet and anime smileys. I mean, really, it's just a you know. An yeah, emoji. except now they would be like cat smileys and be saying ubu instead of. See, well, exactly. There's no exactly. porn on the internet anymore, so that hasn't aged well. That's <laughs> that's true. No, it's just no longer illicit. <laughs> it's just right out there in the open. Yeah, so that was the uh, that was the last it, uh, trivial. If you find it on my thumb drive, that's because I'm studying magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> See, everything should just be a timely Randy Pitchford joke, mm-hmm. which will never stop being funny or relevant. Yeah, or timely. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, what are what were the West of Loathing w- wind marks? The highlights. So uh, we we were basically working on the switch port for the first few months of the year. Um, I think we finally got that into certification testing. I want to say in April, early April. Um, and so before that, we because we, we had to, they had pitched us having a demo playable at GDC so that we could be in the press showcase. Yes, which we at did. GDC, which yeah, we did pull off. Yeah. Um, so before and, that, we we showed uh, West Loathing at South by Southwest, which was a weird experience, one we would probably not do again anytime soon. Um, was Dreamforce in 2018 too? Dreamhack. Dreamhack. Yeah. That's, Dreamforce that, is the Salesforce game. convention here, uh, which would have been easier to go to, but would have made no sense at all. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so we were still like we were still going to conventions pretty heavily for the first half of the years, promoting West of Loathing in person. Um, went to South by Southwest, which didn't wasn't worth it for the like the the sort of foot traffic or whatever, but was really interesting to have gone once to. to yeah, see. now at least I know that I don't probably ever want to go to South by Southwest again because it was a lot of like hammer on this web app to see if you can get a ticket for a movie nope you can't yeah we got to see we got to see a fair number of movies and comedy shows that's true we got to see a quiet place a few weeks before everyone else got to yeah Um, so then we flew back from South by Southwest and that night we uh, put on a gathering at GDC right uh which was nuts, and then but it was good. It was a good party. Yeah, and so then yeah, GDC is always great. Uh, 
like we don't really bother going to any of the like talks anymore. Well, except I this year you I did, did talk to GDC talks. Yeah, um, I think both of which are available online for free now. I oh, think sweet. I think they're both free. Um, you can put them in the show notes. I can. There aren't show notes for this show, uh, but one of them is about um, something that I've been thinking that I need to do is like just a portfolio page where I can just link to the oh yeah vods of my speaking engagements that I did over the last couple of years and to uh, the encroaching gloom, the best video game I ever made. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Uh, So then after GDC, we were around for a tiny little bit and then I had to go to PAX East. So we, we demoed uh, West of the Link on the switch at GDC, like as part of a Nintendo event, and then they also had me demoing the game at PAX East inside their sort of like little exclusive Nintendo booth. Oh, and also we were nominated for the IGF Grand Prize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and got to go to that awards dinner for the first time ever. We were nominated for a bunch of awards that we didn't win, which was fine. Yeah. there was We, we basically won none of the, the, the like big awards. We got like not, we got to PC Gamers comedy game of the year for 2017 and stuff like that but uh, the IGF thing was was kind of neat like we got to we got to hang out with like just standing around the IGF pavilion while basically no one comes up to play your game but just talking to the other people who are in the IGF pavilion is fucking great and if you're a game developer I can really highly recommend getting nominated for one of those awards (laughs) (laughs) getting to meet other game developers Um, we, we were on a bunch of podcasts over the oh yeah, the Nintendo the Nintendo press machinery, like the fan press machinery for the Nintendo Switch, is bananas. Yeah, like we got so much more press for the Switch release than we did for the original PC release, crazily, it, and not nearly the sales, right? Like it's about a third. Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's way more than we were anticipating. But it is weird how fervent the sort of grassroots press for the switch is mm-hmm. relative to its the its size in the market. Well, I also you also have to consider that there especially at that point there were so many few, so so few games in comparison between what was available for Nintendo and what is available for PC that like that's I think that's there's probably just as much enthusiasm in the PC market. It's just there's so many more games coming out that it gets diluted in yeah, it's just way more. I mean, it's also a much newer platform. Um, yeah. So we're still we were still working on that. We were demoing the 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 switch build, uh, putting final final like finishing touches on it. Um, more podcasts, and then Nintendo Switch launch was at the end of May. Um, and then we it's am- so good on the Switch. It like, really is. I I think that that's maybe the platform that I would recommend that someone play it on if they weren't like already like a fervent PC gamer. I'm I'm excited to I mean also the iPad is really good if if we ever get around to releasing that. Um but the uh yeah we released it and then immediately went to Dreamhack, which was another conference, a second conference in Austin. Uh-huh. Which is it's like very esports focused, yeah. and there, the it had a huge crowd there, but they were not there to hang out at the indie games pavilion. Yeah, um, but uh-huh. I met some cool people there. I saw some cool games. I learned about some stuff that I didn't know about before. Uh, our, the programmer for West of Loathing came to visit us in July, and we worked on some stuff in San Francisco, um, sort of building out 
tech stuff for the DLC and future games and yeah. sort of architecting. We've been it's it's been kind of fun because we've while we're finishing up the DLC, we're like thinking a lot about what we want the neck the game, engine features to be for the next game, and I've spent a lot of time sort of hashing out a design document for that, and we'll start building that out in the next few months. Um, that's here. Then so that's July. And so finally, finally, the Switch stuff is out, and we're not having to work on that. We're, we're getting back to being able to work on DLC at that point. Um, we took a trip to Seattle to hang out at Valve for a couple of days, um, sort of the tail end of PAX. We didn't actually go to PAX. Yeah, I went up there and hung out with the Campo folks at Valve for a bit and oh, then yeah. went to XOXO. Yeah, so part of this was we had been sharing office space with Campo Santo since uh, since they sort of began, and then they got acquired by Valve early in 2018. Oh, so yeah, we so we moved. We lost our office space. In like March, it, March and April, February, I think. March, yeah. yeah, it was. It was just like so many things were happening all at once. Uh, it's hard to remember all of them. Um, and so then we spent a couple of months sort of homeless and started looking for office space elsewhere. And we found a couple of places, and then we settled on one. And then some more space became available in that location, and we decided to get that. And we have now we have a tiny little co-working space adjacent to our office. Yeah, we're running desks to some other local developers here. Um, Tim, who made Antihero, is is working out of here. And uh, Jake Roberts, who made Goragoa, is working on his next thing out of here. And uh, Batbarian folks are yeah, working on their and, game. Uh, Seth, uh, one of our, a buddy of ours who had worked on like Don't Starve and is doing some a couple of independent projects now. And uh, Nick Sutner, who was like a Sony uh, indie liaison for a long time, is is doing doing his random freelancing from here now and playing lots of board games with us yeah it's, it's good it's good to be in an office full of people yeah just like just full of white dudes like if we want <laughs> a different perspective on anything all we have to do is go ask one of the other white dudes you know one of the white dudes has an accent so that counts as diversity <laughs> sure uh they all think the smut arcs are great I- <laughs> we went to xoxo and just attended and didn't like actually have to show anything or whatever which was great um yeah we went to the roguelike celebration in october yeah also just attending yeah also didn't have to do anything and that was great we then built this studio in december yep we went to fantastic arcade in october also didn't we're just attending like we went to three conferences where we didn't have to do anything except for show up and like learn stuff and hang out with other game devs and that was just great yep real cool um sort of a, a well-deserved break and then that was about it we, we've just been working on lots of random stuff dlc and future the, games the and, physical release which is yes just has that ball has been in nintendo's court for so long theoretically they're manufactured or something i don't oh. know well i don't know i'd like I can't wait to get one. I can't wait to get my hands on a sweet, sweet cloth map yep. of <laughs> West of Loathing. Although, the fact that I made it means that I don't want it as much. <laughs> I feel like I looked at that page yeah. today and the the game that was the limited run Switch game that was before West of Loathing is shipping? Maybe? So that seems promising. Ours, ours was delayed uh, extra because we had like a long holdup with the ESRB um, 
like it was a lot of back and forth. I guess I had to, I completely forgot about like all that whole dramatic process. Mm-hmm. This whole year has just been a bunch of like real drudge work. <laughs> now that I think about it, a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had to count how many farts were in the game. It was zero. We, I had to, I had to like go through and literally count every like, uh, sort of swear word. Oh and yeah, I had you to make a document. That, that copy of the of all the all the text in West of Loathing with all the naughty words bolded. <laughs> yeah, I had to highlight. I, so like the the game is. 330,000 words roughly and I had to go through and 329,000 of them are dick (laughs) (laughs) I had to go through and highlight all of the like potentially vulgar things Uh, and I I just I I screwed up so I had to make a video of like all the worst examples of of things and just like how the gameplay works and stuff like that and so like I made this video and I submitted it and uh, in in like one of the categories that was like, do we have any sexual content in the game? And I said no. So then I made this video and submitted it. And while I, like while I was highlighting across the 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 sort of playfield or whatever, one of the items that was highlighted for a second was chastity pants. <laughs> and so that I think that cost us like two or three weeks. Oh, of back man. and forths with the ESRB because they were like, what is this chastity pants? You said you had no sexual content in the game. And I was like, well, yeah, literally there's no sexual content. It's they're pants that prevent you from having sex or like <laughs> masturbating <laughs> because like is it there's r- no sexual content. Like it's, it's the opposite of sex. And they're like, wait, no, 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 wait a second. You need to go back and you need to like, I don't know if it works that and way. There was something in the, there was something in the, in the Kellogg's ghost conversation about like a cold water enema. And they were like, yep. what's this about cold water enemas? It was like, just that dude. That's literally, the, it is mentioned <laughs> once. The, the description yeah. of the, the pants are, you saw it. These pants are optimally designed for preventing access to their contents. <laughs> it's, re- it's very sexual. Like, Oh God, I had to go through and just, uh, Oh guys, I got to go. This has been fun. Okay. It's I'm thanks for joining us, Chris. Let's do this again. Bye guys. Do the 2008 year in review tomorrow. Bye listeners. (laughs) Send, send me that file, Chris. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So that was our, that was our West of loathing year in review. Neat. Soon we'll have to do reviews for other games. That'll be great. Yay. How what's uh what was this year like for Word Realms? Uh not awesome. Duncan made that funny title screen. That's joke true. That was Whelms Realms. That was pretty good. That got that tweet got more engagement than Word Realms did. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Well, uh I don't we don't have a way of ending KOL shows. Uh so so this is just going to go on for the next twenty five hours. <laughs> yeah, till you hit the till we hit the file size limit for podcasts. Don't. Uh, all right, here. Just, we'll, just leave uh, it Maybe I'll start ending until, them with a, until it's you know next year, and we'll just record the the next one. <laughs> so so just fast oh, forward. Yeah. Okay. For yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready to record the two thousand nineteen year in its entirety yeah. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, why don't I just why don't I just end every KOL show with uh with a homespun adage? Okay. Uh 
Don't get your pickle in a stitch. Sure. Yeah. A pickle in time saves Brian. Wow. Riff, homespun adage. Um, a pickle in the hand is worth... Uh, uh, oh man, if I finish that sentence, it's going to sound super dirty. Um, <laughs> and extremely inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'll just stop there. Yeah, you're, you're really, you're really pushing the, uh, abstinence only <laughs> adage agenda. <laughs> adage agenda is my favorite palindrome. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good night. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be better about uh, loathing podcasts this year. That's that's our that's our resolution. Yeah, our 2019 year in review will just be we did a podcast every day, <laughs> starting on the 15th. Have a great week, everybody.